Please stand for the reading of the Gospel. We read from John's Gospel, chapter 15, beginning at the first verse. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he is going to cut off. And he prunes every branch that does bear fruit, so that it will bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I am going to remain in you. A branch cannot bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Likewise, you cannot bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, the one who remains in me, and I in him is the one who bears much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you continue to bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. This is the gospel of our Lord, we pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Your fellow redeemed friends in Christ Jesus, who is the true vine and in whom we are the true branches, we are living in the most socially and technologically connected time in human history. I'm sure that every one of us owns or at least has access to a smartphone, a laptop, a tablet, or at least a TV or a radio or a landline in which we can be instantly connected with people all around the world. It's the most connected time in human history. Some might even say over-connected. Hasn't all of this connectivity changed the way we live? It used to be that when you came home at the end of the day, you left your work at work. That's not really the case anymore, is it? Now, through phones and emails and texts, your boss, your coworkers, your customers can reach out and contact you Anytime, 24-7, day or night, even on a day like Mother's Day when you're just trying to get away and celebrate the woman who gave you birth and who fixed up your scraped knees and taught you how to live in this world. It's changed school for children too, hasn't it? It used to be when you came home, you, you kind of disconnected from your friends for a little bit and you reconnected with your family and those of you with School-age children, you know that if they have phones, even when you're at the dinner table, they're often not connected with you. They're still connected to their friends through their phones. And, and you know how, how difficult that can be and how there are some bad side effects of that, of not being able to disconnect from friends and reconnect with family. It can all seem to be a little overwhelming, can't it? This connectivity we have, this, this always-on kind of mentality where, where anyone can contact us anywhere we are, any minute of any day. So why don't we just pull the plug? And say, I've had enough of it. I don't need to be connected to the news and friends and social media every second of every day. I think it's because we are afraid that if we disconnect, if we pull the plug, we might miss something important. Here's the question. Do we feel the same way about our connection to Jesus? Do we worry what will happen if we go a day without reading God's Word for ourselves? 
Do we get as anxious when we miss or skip an opportunity to worship as we do when the internet goes down? You know how anxious you get when the internet goes down? Why won't it just work? Do you feel that same way when you're not here for an opportunity to worship the Lord through word and sacrament? Today, Jesus explains to us and underlines for us the importance of staying connected to Him. These words are pretty familiar to most Christians, but what may not be quite as familiar to you is the context. Jesus spoke these words on Monday, Thursday night, the night before He was to be crucified for the sins of the world. And that's important to keep in mind because for the disciples, for the apostles, their three-year training period with Jesus by their side is coming to an end. And pretty soon, they're going to be sent off into the world on their own to go and make disciples. In a way, Reina, that's kind of the position that you're in. The years of Sunday school are coming to a close. Your two years of concentrated study on the catechism, on the basic doctrines of Christianity, that's coming to an end. And, and you're going to be leaving grade school, going off into high school and beyond. But before you leave, Jesus has some words for you. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him is the one who bears much fruit because without me, you can do nothing. You are connected to Christ intimately. Did you know that? You know where that happened, right? It happened at the same place that it happened this morning for little Mason. Jesus says to his disciples, you are already clean because of the words that I have spoken to you. In baptism, God spoke to you. Put his name on you, just as he did with little Mason this morning, washing your sins away, claiming you as his child. And, and going back to our baptism, it's so cool that we were able to celebrate a baptism on the same day that you're going to be confirmed, because that's really what confirmation is about. We're not here to glorify you for all of the, the time you spent memorizing the catechism or all the work you put in getting ready for the quizzes. We are here and you are here to confess your personal faith that when you were baptized so many years ago, God made you his child, washed away your sins, and claimed you as his own. Don't ever forget that. In our world today, it seems like so many people are going through an identity crisis. And going into high school and college, as all of us who have been through, it's easy to wonder, who am I? What in the world am I doing? But you don't have to wonder that. Because whatever you are now, and whatever you will be in years as you grow older, this will never change. You are a child of God. That is your identity, and no one can take that away from you. But let's also remember that you didn't get here all by yourself. Today is Mother's Day, and there is no underestimating the importance of mothers and fathers, I'll give you a little credit too, for bringing their children not only to the baptismal font and not only to confirmation class for two years and not only to Sunday school, but, but how they raise them in the fear and knowledge of the Lord at home, outside of these four walls. It's been said that an ounce of mother is worth a pound of pastor. And I couldn't agree more. I counted up, and, and over the course of two years of confirmation class, I get to spend roughly 100 hours with confirmation students. Well, you as mothers, as fathers, you don't count the time you spend with your children in hours. 
You count them in years. How can we put a price on the, the conversations you have around the dinner table or in the car or, or the valuable information and guidance and counseling or maybe even just a hug that you give to your child as they're struggling in life? How can we put a price tag on that? That's, that's priceless. Or the time that you get to spend talking about God's Word, teaching them how to pray, going through those tough times in life and assuring them Jesus hasn't left you, He hasn't abandoned you, you are still His child. We can't put a price tag on that. Mothers and fathers are, are invaluable. But at the same time, maybe today is a good day for us as mothers and fathers to, to recommit to being Christian parents. Yeah, we have to take care of all sorts of other things for our children. Sports and education and keeping them alive in general, especially when they're little. But the most important thing we can do as parents is to be Christian parents, to lead them in the fear and knowledge of the Lord. Re remember, especially for you, Sam and Jess, remember that moment that you first held Mason and looked into his eyes and, and it just hit you. This is a miracle. God has given me, given us, this precious gift that we don't deserve. Along with that precious blessing, though, he, he gave you huge responsibility to raise him in the fear and the knowledge of the Lord. We just took a promise. We just made an oath. You did as parents. We will do everything in our power to raise Mason to be continued in his baptismal grace until the day he goes to heaven. And it wasn't just them either, was it? It was all of us. We've all committed to not only helping to do whatever we can so that Mason may remain a child of God and Raina may remain a child of God, but all of God's children may remain his children until death. It's a huge responsibility, but here's the good news. You're not alone. God has given you the blessing of the church to assist you in raising your children to be Christians. Whatever else they may be, the most important thing is that they may be Christians. We have this thing here called Sunday School where children will learn Bible stories from dedicated and talented teachers where they can start to lay the foundation of their faith. We have confirmation class. We have Area Christian Lutheran schools where your children can learn from, from kindergarten to eighth grade and beyond to better know their Savior in a Christian setting where there is law and gospel and sin and grace. And no, those schools are not perfect. But they are Christian. And they are the perfect setting for little Christians to grow into adult Christians. That is our responsibility, all of us. And it doesn't end with confirmation either. That saying that an ounce of mother is worth a pound of pastor is probably truer after confirmation than it is before confirmation because I won't be spending that much time with Raina anymore. And as she faces these new challenges that come with high school and college and whatever lies beyond that, she will need you, mom and dad, more than ever before. You know going through high school and college the challenges that come. She will need you to be a Christian influence more than ever, and grandma and grandpa. Why is this so urgent? Why, why put kind of this, this burden on you? Because this is so important. Because Jesus says 
without me, you won't do anything. Nothing of value apart from me. Think of the, the cell phone analogy that I brought up before. And Raina, you always brought your cell phone to class, so I know that you're, you're very familiar with using your phone. If you don't charge your phone, if you don't pay your bill, that phone is just a very expensive paperweight, right? And the same is true of our, our connection with Jesus. If we don't, if we don't remain connected to Him, and, and Jesus says very clearly how we remain connected to Him. If my words remain in you, that is how we, remain, we retain our connection to Christ, by staying in His Word. Because if we don't, Jesus is very clear. Apart from me, you will do nothing. Apart from me, you are a branch that is broken off. It doesn't matter if you've been baptized. It doesn't matter if you've been confirmed. If you cut yourself off from Jesus' words and his, his sacrament, you're a broken branch. And the only thing you're good for is to be thrown into the fire. Arena, none of us want that to happen to you. None of us want you to be a branch that has been broken off from Christ, separated from his word and sacrament. So the encouragement that I'll give you this morning is to remain connected to Christ. And how do you do that? Well, of course, you know with your cell phone what you have to do to retain your connection to the rest of the world, to your friends, is you have to have it charged and you have to pay the bill. And I know your parents probably pay that for you right now. You should thank them for that. Apart from that recharging and that connectivity, though, we're dead. We're, we're broken. The cell phone is useless. Now, we also understand when it comes to cell service, we can charge it and we can pay the bill, but if the wireless service is down, we can't use the phone. And the same thing is true here for you today, Reina. The, the pressure is not on you to retain your connection to Jesus. You could never do that. You can't go out and find Jesus, but Jesus will come here and he will find you. That's what you're going to confess today, that Jesus found you in the waters of baptism. He assured you that he died for your sins on that cross. He comes to you in his word and he, he assures you that no matter what you have done, your sins are forgiven. And now, and in the years to come, you will be invited to receive Jesus' own body and blood in the Lord's Supper, in which he will strengthen your faith and he will remind you and assure you that you have a home with him in heaven. That is how you stay connected to Christ, by coming here and letting him find you and strengthen you. And for the rest of us, our job is not done here yet. We can continue to be like Raina's parents and pay the bill. Not the bill that keeps our children's phones connected to the internet, but that keeps them connected to Christ. How do we do that? How do we pay that bill? Well, first of all, you pay that bill. You help children remain children of God by remaining in Christ yourself. By remaining in His Word. I can't tell you the impact that you have, especially older generations, when you are here week after week after week, especially when there are multiple generations of families here. You know what you're telling children? This is important. Yes, we could be out there. We could be having Mother's Day brunch somewhere, but this needs to come first. Gathering around the means of grace is the most important thing in the world. And especially when you older folks 
You're limping in. Your eyesight's not as good as it used to be. Maybe you need some assistance walking in. But you're here. Your dedication, it speaks volumes to the next generation that this is important. This is where we get true life. We can help in other ways, though. As a congregation, we can encourage younger families and younger parents. It's no easy task. As, as you grandparents and older folks know, you know it's no easy task to bring a child to church. When they're squirming, when they're making noise, as a parent, your face gets red and you feel like the entire congregation is looking at you and glaring at you. Keep that child quiet. Parents, I trust you. Trust me. They're not looking at you. They're not judging you. But since parents can feel that way, maybe say a word of encouragement. I know it's not easy to bring a child here to church, but this is where they need to be more than anything. We can also support children by helping out with their tuition. Christian education is not free, and it's not cheap. But we as a Christian congregation can help them out. I know it may not seem fair that... that if you don't have children in a Christian school, that you should be subsidizing others who do. But as we said before, children are God's greatest blessing to us, worthy of our greatest investment in time and in money. We can pray for our children. We can pray for our families. We can pray for each other. In all those ways, we are serving as God's tools to keep children connected to Christ. And it's well worth our effort now because it will pay dividends into eternity. Just think of how many thousands of dollars we spend sending our children to sports camps or music camps or science camps. How much time we spend driving them around to all these different things. How many thousands of dollars we spend putting them through college. And, and with all of those things, I'm not saying those things are bad, but None of those things are guaranteed to pay off in the end, are they? But here you have God's promise. As you put the effort into raise your children to be connected with Christ, you have the Lord's promise right here in these words. He says, My Father is glorified by this, that you continue to bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. Handing the Christian faith on to the next generation is how we can bear fruit and prove to be Jesus' disciples. Finally, Rena, <clears throat> you're growing up in a time of connectivity. You're, you're connected to your friends and to the world in ways that, that many of us haven't experienced. But I can guarantee you this, that even though you have all of these instant connections, a day will come, because you live in a sinful world, a day will come when you feel like you're all alone. When your friends aren't answering your texts. When logging on to Instagram or TikTok or whatever you use today will just make you want to cry. When your parents just don't understand, because we parents are like that, we really don't get it. Uh, when this world seems like a cruel and a cold place, that day will come. And if you have any question about that, just ask your family. We've all been in that situation where no matter how many people are around us, we can feel all alone and depressed, and beaten down, and broken. But in those days, Raina, remember this. You're never alone. Hear Jesus' last promise to you. He says, if you remain in me, 
and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Your phone might break. The internet might go down. Your friends may not be your friends forever. Your parents may not understand, and they won't, and they'll admit that. But your connection with Jesus will never be broken. He has given you His direct line, so use it. Use it, especially in those days when you're lonely. Call Him. Pray to Him. Lay whatever your concerns are on Him. He can more than handle it. In Him, God will do everything you need for this life and the next. We're living in the most connected time in human history. I don't think I'm alone. I think most of you would agree, yeah, it's a blessing. It's also kind of a curse. But there's nothing bad about remaining connected to Christ. He is a vine and we are the branches. It is through Him that we receive life, not only now, but eternally. So Raina, mothers, all of us, stay connected to Christ. Apart from Him, we won't do anything. But in Him, God will do everything we need for this life and for eternity. Amen.